chapter sixty of the queen's necklace by alexander dumas translated by henry l williams this librivox recording is in the public domain the receipt of messieurs burma and bossange and the gratitude of the queen the result of madame de lamotte's visit to monsieur Rateau de villette appeared the next day at seven o'clock in the morning she sent to the queen the following paper we the undersigned acknowledge having received back again the diamond necklace sold to the queen for one million six hundred thousand francs the diamonds not suiting her majesty who has paid us for our loss and trouble one hundred thousand francs burma and bassange the queen now tranquil about the whole affair locked up the receipt and thought no more of it but in strange contradiction to this receipt the jewellers received a visit two days after from Monsieur de Rohan, who felt uneasy about the payment. If the instalment had not been paid, he expected to find them naturally annoyed, but, to his great satisfaction, they received him with smiles. "'The Queen has paid, then?' he asked. "'No, Monseigneur, the Queen could not procure the money.' as the king had refused it to her but she has guaranteed the debt and that fully satisfies us ha huh. so much the better but how through the countess no monseigneur on hearing of the king's refusal which soon became public we wrote to madame de lamotte when yesterday and she replied by one word wait that evening we received from the queen by a courier a letter a letter to you or rather a guarantee in due form let me see it oh we would with pleasure but her majesty enjoins that it is not to be shown to any one then you are safe perfectly monseigneur the queen acknowledges the debt fully and engages to pay five hundred thousand francs in three months the rest in six and she adds let the affair rest between ourselves you will have no cause to repent it i am charmed that it is settled said the cardinal we must now raise the veil though doubtless our readers comprehend how jeanne de lamotte had acted toward her benefactress and how she had managed to satisfy both the queen and the jewellers by borrowing the pen of monsieur Rateau. three months were thus obtained for the completion of her design of crime and deception and within three months everything would be arranged she went to monsieur de rohan and repeated to him what the jewellers had already told him he asked if the queen remembered his good intentions. She drew a picture of her gratitude which enchanted him. Her intention had been to sell some of the diamonds to the value of one hundred thousand crowns, and then pass over to England where, when necessary, she could dispose of the remainder. But her first essay frightened her. Some offered despicably small sums for the stones, others went into raptures declaring they had never seen such diamonds but in the necklace of messieurs burma and bossange she abandoned this course therefore which she saw might soon bring about her ruin she shut up the diamonds carefully and resolved to wait but 
her position was critical a few words of explanation between the queen and the cardinal and all would be discovered she consoled herself by thinking that the cardinal was too much in love not to fall into all the snares she might lay for him one thought alone occupied her how to prevent their meeting that he would not be long satisfied without an interview she knew what should she do persuade him to ask for one and offend the queen by his presumption but then the queen would speak her anger out and all would come to light she must compromise her and endeavor so to close her lips but if they met by chance what remained for her but flight that was easy a few hours would suffice then again she thought of the name she would leave behind her and bear with her no longer a woman of rank but a thief whom justice only does not reach because she is too far off no she would not fly if she could help it she would try what audacity and skill could do remain here and act between them to prevent them from meeting that is the difficulty as he is in love and a prince who has a right to see the queen and she is now grateful and will no longer fly from him but if i excite him to too open an admiration and disgust her i alienate them more than ever she will take fire easily but what i want is something to make the queen tremble as well as him something which would give me power to say if you accuse me i will accuse you and ruin you leave me my wealth and i will you your honor this is what i must seek for and what i must find end of chapter sixty recording by john van stan savannah georgia